0: Welcome to the First Cut Podcast, I'm Rick Gaiman, and on today's show, our final preview looking ahead at the Charles Schwab Challenge. We've got the entire gang with you, including Mark Immelman, we'll get to him in a second, who is on the scene down at Colonial. Additionally, after the break, make sure to stick with us because we're going through a brand new props game that can put a little cash in in your pockets you're not going to want to miss that let me bring in the crew we'll start from my left here it's kyle porter what up kp
1: well i i'm having computer issues (laughs) i've I've had you guys i'm like it's like it looks like a fisheye view of my my person right now my wife did actually just drop off my computer just got back from the shop so after today i'm i'm good to go I'm, i'm i'll be better after today
0: all right. We're rooting for you there. Also, let me bring in Greg Ducharme. Greg, you and I are going to go through the props later in the show. It's going to be a good time, my man.
2: I can't wait. I love the games. I I, I love these pick them games. So uh, hopefully we get a bunch, right? Get off to a good start this year. And
0: finally uh, on the scene, it's Mark Immelman. Mark first welcome. And second, my friend, we were, we were blushing about uh, how excited we are and how excited you are to be at the scene. So, I mean, Give us the report. What the heck is going on down there?
3: Uh, energy level is high over here, and especially with the players. I mean, everyone was in a really buoyant mood. I, I said to Dottie Pepper, we were walking around the golf course and, and just checking things out, and and I said to her, how about this? It's Tuesday morning, 9 a.m., and you've got Jason Day, Justin Rose, Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson on the golf course playing practice rounds. On a Tuesday at a regular PGA Tour event, so it speaks to the energy of the players. Um, me personally, I'm I'm amped. I mean, I was excited to get over here. The travel was fine. We've been treated great. Uh, all the safety protocols are in place. I mean, we're getting tests, COVID tests, and temperature thermometer tests, and all sorts of stuff. And there's all sorts of social distancing on the go, and and people wearing face masks and. And right now, Colonial looks great. I mean, the golf course is in sensational shape. It is kind of soft. The greens have to be this time of the year to keep them. So if you can get the ball in play off the tee, I feel like you can really take advantage of a soft golf course. But the rough is up. It was windy today. Winds out of the southwest, which makes that place play hard. Um, uh, The – Uh, The the atmosphere of it all, too, is even though there are no uh, fans on the golf course, you felt an energy about it. And so it's it's just really cool right now.
1: Mark, you got talked about on uh, Monday on the CBS conference call that we had with uh, Sean McManus and and Jim Nance and Nick Faldo.
3: (laughs) I hope they had something nice to say.
1: Well they were talking about how much they like Dotty better
3: than than you being there and, uh, <laughs> well look that makes sense that out. makes sense I mean Dottie's the veteran I'm just the rookie on the crew and I've got to speak when spoken to you know it's kind of like no, you. I, 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 I will say I, I, I there, there was this funny moment right before
1: we we hit record on here where you're describing uh, a shot that Ryan Palmer hit in a practice round today
4: mm-hmm. and
1: as you're describing it the way that you're talking about it you're just kind of talking. And I'm thinking, this is why this is why Mark is a broadcaster. He's so good at just like talking about this stupid shot that Ryan Palmer hit on the seventh hole. And I'm like mesmerized by what you're saying. So it, it's, it, you know, I've told you this before, but it really is cool to see you take this step in your career and and get get to do a lot of this. I know it's been upended this year by COVID, but uh, we're all really excited for you.
3: Thanks, KP. It means a lot, and you know what? The feeling is mutual with all of you guys. I mean, I, I read everything you put out. Uh, I am watching Rick, and I am listening to Greg and watching him on the show, and I am listening to all you guys are pining about strokes, gained, all sorts of stuff. And then I am re- <laughs> so it, it's it, it's cool to be a part of this, and it's cool to be a part of this network crew. Um, and it's it's uncharted waters. I mean, to, yeah. to to catch up with Steve Milton, the producer, this morning, who had been quarantined, all the production crew. The truck people, Lance Barrow, Milton, and Barrow lives He lives in Fort Worth, right? They've been quarantined in this hotel for seven days prior to today, in their rooms, wow. not out. In fact, Milton said to me, he goes, I've been in this room so much that when people asked me what room number I was in, I gave them the wrong number because I thought I was in another room. <laughs> so, so, so to be a part of this crew and to be a part of this show, it's, it's kind of crazy to think about it because it's it's really a pretty big deal.
0: I love it, Mark. I want to follow up one, one quick thing here. I don't, I'm not going to ask about a specific player. We'll get to that in a minute, but the course without grandstands, you you kind of mentioned the wind might be whipping a little bit more, not getting blocked out by grandstands. Additionally, Jim Furick had a pretty good quote from about a week ago saying, I don't even know what's over half of the greens on tour because usually there's, there's <laughs> something there. Uh, talk to us about how the course might play differently without grandstands, and obviously with no fans out there?
3: Well, the first thing is a lot of those grandstands, especially on a hole like the par 3 on the back 9, I believe it's 13 maybe, um, it's ordinarily got these triple-decker gallery stands down the left and behind the green. And the wind, which was west-southwesterly today, would have gotten blocked by that, and the players wouldn't have felt the influence of the wind that much. But with no stands out there, it was a wind tunnel. And I watched Brooks Kepka there from 180 yards or so, hit this little two-finger thing underneath the wind and onto the green. And and after it landed safely on ground, you could see the smile on his face. (laughs) And then you you make such a good point about the backs of the greens because everything about Colonial is like old-style drainage around the greens. Every green is perched up 5 to 10 feet off the greens. And so a number of the players... We're hitting pitch shots from over the green in this thick Bermuda rough from short of the greens on the grainy uh, Bermuda fairways and such. And so I feel like the wind will be z- exacerbated, the influence thereof. Um, mm-hmm. The rough is lush, so I don't see the ball running a long way if it's on the ground off the fairway. But you can get yourself into some spots where um, Eric van Royen, friend of our podcast, said mm-hmm. to me, he goes, we lost a ball on like the 12th hole or whatever it was, in the left rough, because remember, you only get three minutes to look for this thing now. Yeah. So if there's not a sputter around, there's no gallery to point out where the golf ball's going to go. And so the insights were incredible from these players, um, just talking about the course playing. Uh, the one thing, the mitigating factor, because if it was firm, this place was going to be a beast. But the Greens are so receptive. I was watching golf balls leave pitch marks that were size of a quarter over there. So the ball's hitting, jumping forward, and stopping. There's not too much backspin. So if you're playing out of the fairway, man, you can have your way with this place. But that being said, you're going to have to fly at the golf ball. And that's something, you know, that I saw certain guys, Palmer, you, you mentioned him, he's a local guy. He said he, had, he hasn't seen the Rufford Colonial like this ever. And he's a member here. Yeah. And, and he was just moving the flat around up and down. And, and so I looked at this. I'm like, dang, this guy's probably a good bet this week.
0: Uh, that reminds me of when uh, Rom missed the fairway at Bell Reef, stepped on his ball. And the first thing he said was, well, no one told me where it was. So maybe we'll get some uh, <laughs> maybe we'll get some more of that this week. But, gentlemen, we're going to move on to our very own version of the match game. But we're going to call it the matchup game. And here's how it's going to work. Producer Jacob has assembled a bunch of head-to-head matchups from William Hill, and we are all going to choose a side. We are going to keep track of the results, and we are going to crown a weekly, you know, first-cut challenge belt. Maybe we'll have to expense one of those WWE championship belts we can hang around. Um, so, Mark, would be a great time to, if you've seen any of these guys on the course, but I'm going to go through the odds, and we'll we'll, we'll make some picks here. Uh, so let's start at the top with the big boys. Greg, we'll start with you. Rory McElroy minus 125 versus John Rahm. Make your pick.
2: Man, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with John Rahm here. One, I like the odds at plus 100. Uh, and two, I'm going to go with the course history here. These players are so comparable. It, it's hard for me to choose one over the other, but I'm going to take the course history. Uh, and I also think this might give me a slight edge. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of McElroys in this pick.
0: Okay, well, I will uh, also take John Rahm, so you will not get an edge okay. on me, sir. I also like the course history, and I will defer over to Kyle Porter.
1: What's the difference between minus one hundred and plus and plus one hundred, Rick?
0: Nothing. Well, nothing in this
1: situation. Okay, yeah. uh, I was just staring. <laughs> I was just staring at that, trying to figure that out. Uh, I'm also going John Rahm. As much as I uh, like Rory this year, I just, I mean, it's just a to me they're. Fairly equivalent uh, at at a place like this, and you're getting you're getting a good number from Rom, so that's an easy one for me.
0: Uh, are, Mark, are we going to sweep against the number one player in the world?
3: <laughs> oh, you know <laughs> what? Uh, I watched Rory hit a few shots this morning, and it didn't look like he was missing a beat. Um, but I'm going to go for the money here, and I'm I'm going to go with Rom too. Hey, did, oh look, boy, that is did, scary. Uh, did Rory look like? Has he been working out? he looked pretty cut i mean and it's trying to say this in as manly a way as possible the guy's in good shape he was he was he was buoyant i mean he was very chatty he was playing a practice round with dustin johnson which i found curious <laughs> and dustin was just doing dustin stuff and rory was up and down the fairways hitting shots you know just looked relaxed and and the golf swing looked fluid but he looks in great shape
0: I might need to get a Peloton then. Um, all right. Speaking of Dustin Johnson, uh, he's going up against Brooks Kepka. These guys are very similar. Both, you know, underperforming by their own standards. Both had what off-season knee issues. Both minus one ten. Kyle Porter. Let's start with you, Brooks Kepka or Dustin Johnson.
1: I was about to go DJ, but then I remembered his performance at Seminole, so I'm going to go Brooks. <laughs> Brooks yeah, I
0: I kind of believe, and I don't want I don't dare ever try to get in these guys' heads but I feel like DJ would be the guy who's like, I'll just take the first three tournaments to shake. The, like I'll just, I'll, I'll work it out on the course. Like I don't need to practice all that much. So I will it's, also take Brooks Koepka. Go ahead, it's God.
1: like the NBA player who like plays his way into, into shape, yes. like over the November and December, that's DJ yeah. right now.
2: Tour exactly. de France. They do that too. I'll, I'll ride my way into shape the first month of the race.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, Mark, Mark Immelman. Did you see either of these guys? Do you have a lean between Brooks or DJ?
3: Well, first off, Jacob, our producers, asked me to define Dustin and Stuff. And <laughs> Dust and Stuff is just ambling along the place, not really in a rush. Golf swing looks pretty good, I'll be honest with you. And he's working with Alan Terrell. He's college coach from the College of Charleston. And the numbers, the, the data looks good, you know, but data on the practice tee and data on the golf course under pressure, those are two wildly different things. So and then I caught up with Brooks Koepka, and I'm like, Yes, how's the game? Because the last time we saw him was first round of the Players' Championship, where on the 14th hole, he said to me, it's clicked. Finally, the ball's not going left. I'm feeling good. So he's got this goofy-looking mustache that he <laughs> says his caddy Ricky has named him Freddie Mercury, incidentally. Okay, so you heard it here. Um, nice. And I said to him, how's the game? And he goes, dude, the break was so
2: good for me. I am ready. Oh I'm going for Kepka.
0: I'm so glad I got Kepka in before you told me that. All right, Greg, uh, finish us off here.
2: Yeah, this is uh, looking like another sweep. Kepka to me, I I think is the... a lot has to do with what Mark said. We know how beneficial the the lesson with Butch was before the Players' Championship. And I think this layoff is going to make Brooks um, kind of miss it a little bit, kind of get him inspired, get him uh, rearing and ready to go. And for him, DJ may be the same way, but I think it's even more for Brooks. Motivation for a particular tournament has a lot to do with his preparation. I think this is the kind of tournament, much like a major championship, where he's going he's gonna to show up ready to go, prepared. Two straight sweeps. Yeah, Four no fun.
0: Four Brooks. All right, let's see if we can break the uh, break the streak here. I'll go first. Justin Thomas minus 140 versus Bryson DeChambeau plus 110. Uh, give me Bryson. Uh, I, I like that he's jacked. I think he's ready to rock and roll. I woke up Monday morning of the players positive he was going to win that event. I'm just going to act like three months didn't happen and, and go with Bryson. Mark Immelman, JT, or Bryson DeChambeau?
3: I just don't know where Bryson's going to unleash these 300,000-yard tee shots that he's bombing (laughs) right now. Um, There are two par fives on the golf course. It's the kind of place that, you know, there are a few holes today where you were into the west-southwesterly where the par fours are back into the wind, and they were a little harder. But the wind's forecast to switch and be down a little bit later in the week. So I'm not so sure power is going to be the big deal off the tee. I, I feel like you have to put the ball in play. And on a par 70 golf course um, with only two par fives, Justin Thomas is third on the PGA tour in par four scoring. I, I'm I'm going with a favorite on this one. I'm going JT. All
0: right. We finally have our first uh, non-sweep Kyle Porter. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, Justin Thomas or Bryson DeChambeau? <laughs>
1: Just texting y'all i'm texting y'all Dustin Johnson pictures right now. <laughs> Dustin <laughs> I, I didn't know you were texting
3: us. I thought we you were just which like... <laughs> sounds that sounds a lot worse than it actually is. I do not... No, he's actually texting pictures of how Jack Rory McElroy looks oh, at you. No, no, <laughs> that,
1: that picture is the definition of of like what I envisioned. Well, people can't see it. I don't know what I'm talking about. This is from today, right? This is from today. Yeah, that's from today. I'm going Bryson. Jacked is a very liberal uh, terminology there, Rick, when when you're talking about Bryson. But uh, he's been more consistent than JT. JT's missed a couple cuts. Bryson, three straight top
2: tens. I'm going Bryson here.
0: Greg Descharmes, I'm going JT.
2: I think this is JT's week. I mean, you're talking about a soft golf course. Uh, I I believe the control off the tee, I think it's going to be a lot of clubbing down uh, on many of these holes, as Mark alluded to. And I think the best iron player in the game, uh, who also happens to have a great bunker game. Uh, There's a lot of sand out there. A lot of, you'll likely have some short game opportunities. I prefer Justin short game over uh, Bryson, and I prefer the iron play. This is an easy one for me, Justin Thomas. Hey, Greg, Um,
3: because I'm the old guy in the group and I tend to be forgetful, I just, I have to say it now. Tony Finau sends his best regards. He, he asked after you. just kidding
0: greg Greg and tony old friends Uh, i can't get over kyle ignoring the podcast to text us photos of dustin (laughs) oh my god all right uh jordan speed minus 120 justin rose minus 105 i have been banging the justin rose drum for weeks i am not going to stop now give me justin rose and i'm teeing this up for you kyle porter and you are going to pick
1: in contractual obligation. Jordan Speed. <laughs> um, Mark, I, I, I heard I heard he was looking great off
3: the tee today.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, well, let's let's go to the scene and hear how just uh, Jordan Speed looked off the tee today, Mark. Uh,
3: well, just open disclosure for the fans listening to this. Um, I was following a group of four South Africans for a while: Louis, Brandon, Grace, Eric van Rooyen, and Christian note, and they're all very chatty and folks. Uh, Incidentally, a number of guys don't have their regular caddy on the bag, the internationals, because their caddies couldn't get in. Like Louis has got a new guy, Phil, on the bag this week, who ordinarily works on the LPGA tour. So, catching up on this, and so we move forward and we catch up with Ryan Palmer, Jordan Spieth, uh, Franklin Corpening, who got in on an invitation, local boy here, and then um, another boy from Dallas. Name slips my mind right now. Probably Kramer Hickok. Was Kramer Hickok? Thank you. Um, and so I picked them up on. The first hole in the horrible horseshoe, the par three to four. Uh, saw Jordan on the green, and he hits a beautiful bunker shot. Then five is a demanding tee shot. It bends right, trees, and the Trinity River down the right-hand side into the wind, into a left-to-right wind, which is going to expose you. And it's the kind of hole where if you're battling with a golf swing, you just want to take a pass off the tee. It could be one of the hardest tee shots on the PGA Tour. Jordan it's a fast left well left I mean almost into the driving range then drops another golf ball down and hits one into the Trinity River and I'm like oh my goodness two-way miss next I'll wind out of the right which ordinarily is a comfortable wind for a right-hander it's another one that starts left of his mark and turns left and it was a good 50 yards shorter than Ryan Palmer and so I'm seeing left and then right and left off the tee and and I'm just I'm not convinced yet and I saw you know, after a three month, whatever this is, break, I saw Cameron McCormick on the golf course there doing all sorts of coaching and stuff. I mean, you'd, you'd think that all the work was done before this week. So I'm just I'm still not convinced on Jordan. That being said, he made some saves around the greens, which were just Houdini-esque. Okay? I mean, the, the touch around the greens is not is, is not gone at all. All that to be said, Justin Rose looks all of the part right now. He said to me he worked very hard over the break. He was he was disappointed with the way he was playing, so he used this time to really iron out some kinks, and he had some quality shots out there.
0: Sounds like Jordan Spieth is picking up right where he left off, making eight-footers for par on every hole. Um, oh, man. Oh, man, can I get a refund on some of my, some of my action? Uh, Greg, Justin Rose, Jordan Speeth.
2: Uh, well, uh, how am I going to say Jordan? <laughs> I know, <after> right? <laughs> I'm going to go Justin Rose here. Look, it's only Tuesday on the Jordan Speed thing. Only Tuesday. Uh, it, this can happen from time to time. Now, the hard part is we know where he's come from we're seeing this it's much of the same story it 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 doesn't feel great I, that doesn't mean i think jordan is necessarily guaranteed to have a bad week but i i just think justin rose is going to have a great week uh, even if i didn't hear this news from mark i've been high on jordan spieth coming into the week i'm definitely a lot lower on him now but justin rose i'm with you rick i think he is uh, gonna have a, a really really nice week i gotta go justin rose here
3: you know what greg um And and I can sympathise with you, and I love the point that you made in saying that it's only Tuesday. You know, we're a long way removed still from Thursday morning and Friday afternoon, and then when you start signing checks on Saturday and Sunday, and and all of the greats have always said to me they just want to find something by the time Saturday rolls around. And Jordan is comfortable enough around this place. I mean, Carl, I think I saw a tweet of yours where his strokes gained on this golf course is. He almost doubles up his nearest competition. Yeah. So he's comfortable here. It's almost a home game. He's comfortable on the grass. The short game's there. Every other player I was seeing around the greens was battling with the front edge of the club sticking into the Bermuda on the fairways. Not speeth. I mean, it, it looked miraculous around the greens. So despite what I said about the driver, because you can navigate your way around that club around this golf course some. It's still some time to go, but today he didn't look very convincing at all.
0: Very interesting to see how this is going to play out over the next uh, couple of days and weeks. Um, let's go to Patrick Reed minus 135 versus Ricky Fowler plus 105. Greg, uh, we will start with you here. We'll let you go first.
2: Man, I, I really like both these players this week, um, but I, I think Patrick Reed is really sneaky. I think the golf course suits his game quite nicely. Uh, again, miraculous short game. I do think Ricky will come in in good form, but uh, as Mark alluded to what happens on Saturday and Sunday, when you start signing the checks, I'm going to take Patrick Reed uh, over the weekend for sure.
0: I think I agree with you, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to make it official yet. Kyle change my mind here. Tell me something.
1: No, I'm going with Reed. Uh, I do have a quick Fowler story for you at colonial. Okay. Like 30 second Fowler story. I played in a pro-am with him back in 14 we're nice. playing 18 and I hit the stick from the bunker for like, it would have been a whole out birdie and no big I end deal. up, I, yeah. NBD. I shot like a 51 on the front NBD. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> so I have an eight footer for par <laughs> and uh, he reads it for me and I'm, I didn't even touch the cup <sighs> and uh, I, I got done and I was like, ah, I think, I think it might have been a bad read, and he was no. like, "He was like, yeah, that that was probably it." <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so good. He's, he's the man. You're going with Patrick Reed, right? I'm going with Reed. i <laughs>
0: okay. I going to tell that story. <laughs> I thought I was bringing back good memories. I thought you were going to switch.
3: Um, okay, Mark, who you got? Hey, you know that uh, Kyle played Oakmont after the U.S. Open as well, right? I in heard case that. you missed it,
1: I, I'm just em- yeah emptying the all the stories here.
3: Um, I'm, I saw Reed play today. He looks good. He looks lean. Um, he's got that chip on the shoulder, and let's not forget, coming into the break, he'd had a win, a second, and a tie for six. The guy's playing great. Um, he's currently six on the FedEx Cup points list. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all with Patrick here. All
0: right, I was probably going to take Patrick Reed, but I'll, I'll try to make up some ground on all of you and take uh, take Ricky Fowler here, who looks really good at, at driving relief and maybe just gets hot. I'm cool with that. Um Sung Im is what it says in the outline that's Sung JM <laughs> How dare how dare you misspell this man's name and it's two letters Uh Sung JM plus 100 versus Xander Shoffley minus 125 I'm obviously going with Sung JM Greg who you got
2: Man this is a tough one for me I don't know what to make of Xander I'm not quite uh, in a position where I know exactly what I'm going to get but I will say a layoff with Sung JM He's got to be uncomfortable not getting a chance to play every week. I'm going to go Xander Shoffley here. I think it's a golf course that suits him well, and I think he's going to be hyped up and ready to go.
0: Mark Immelman, tell Greg that Sungjae's been playing.
2: Greg, (laughs) Sungjae's been
3: playing. I'm going with Sungjae because it's just Sungjae, all right?
0: (laughs) All right, Kyle, go ahead.
1: I'm going Xander uh, just because it's – wait, is he – I oh, don't know. Sungjae is a better number. Yeah, I'll go Sungjae. I I don't I don't understand Xander. Like, I feel like if just a random person asked me about the top twenty five guys in the world, that Xander, I would have the least like grasp on what he does, what his life is like, what he's good at. I I just I know he's a good player. I just don't feel like I like. I, he hasn't like clicked in my mind yet for some reason. He's good at everything. I, yeah, he's
2: but but so is he's like I guess he's like a lesser JT. He he probably like JT to me excels with irons in his hands. I, I would say that Xander is is very good at every aspect of the game, but there's not a a clear strength that I see anyway. I, I think he's pretty well rounded, but it's not he he doesn't have that like Dustin Johnson driver of the golf ball, Rory driver, yeah. JT iron play. Patrick Reed short game, Jordan Spieth putting. They're, they're, he doesn't have one of those, so that's kind of why he gets a little bit lost. So I, I understand what you're saying.
3: Hey, uh, if I can make an observation here, the one thing that I think Xander has going for him is is just the shape that he hits off the tee. Uh, this is a golf course, even though it's Hogan's Alley, it sort of welcomes a right-to-left ball flight. You look at the recent winners, Kevin nah uh, draws the golf ball. Rose can move in two directions. Kisner draws it. Spieth, when he's driving well, draws the thing a bit. Chris Kirk moves it from right to left. Uh Adam Scott hits whatever once bi <laughs> uh, weekly uh, likes to fade the golf ball. Zach Johnson draws it. David Toms draws it. Uh, so it sort of lacks a right to left pattern off the tee and it welcomes that. And especially those tough driving holes coming down the back. If you're moving it from the right hand side, it's it's going to fit your eye. So it should, um, it should fit Xander's game, but Sanjay, Sanjay.
0: Sanjay, Sanjay, Sanjay. That's Sanjay. all you need. All right. I've got four left. We are going to go rapid fire. So your responses have to be 10 words or less, uh, or it doesn't count. So uh, Colin Morikawa minus minus one twenty versus Matt Kuchar minus one Oh five. I'm going with Morikawa. The streak continues. That's three words. Uh, Greg
1: Kuchar Kyle. Morikawa best iron player in the world. Question mark, probably period. Mark.
3: I made a statement previously. Uh, previously, Kyle laughed at me. I'm already over 10. Forgive me. <laughs> it's <Marikawa. laughs> Close enough. I called him hogan and Kyle laughed. Yeah. He's, uh, he hits irons like Ben Hogan.
0: I'll accept. Uh, Mark Leishman, minus 125, versus defending champion Kevin Na. I'm torn, but we'll go with Kevin Na. Uh, Greg.
2: I'll go Mark Leishman. Kyle.
3: Leishman. Having a great year. Mark. Uh, if you miss greens, you're going to have to have a short game, Kevin. Nah, I agree. Uh, Shane Lowry minus
0: 120 versus Gary Woodland minus 105 will go the opposite direction. Mark, who you got?
3: Uh, Lowry still celebrating the open. Woodland <laughs> still. Uh, all right. I Kyle. think I, he was playing a practice round with Phil Mickelson and oh Keith gosh. Clearwater today. Get that Ugh, one. What a world! <laughs> That's, oh, what a world!
0: That is weird. Uh, Kyle Woodland.
1: Uh, yeah, Woodland. Greg. Woodland.
0: All right. I'll take Lowry. That's fine. I'm happy to do that. Uh Scotty Scheffler minus one ten versus Tony Finau minus one ten. I will take the Texan, Scotty Scheffler. Greg will take.
2: Uh, I'm gonna take Tony Finau. He's your buddy. <laughs> your boy. <laughs> Got to come through for you. Mark yeah. Uh it's
3: gotta be Scotty Scheffler.
0: And Kyle Porter. Scheffler. All right, there we go. We'll keep track of these. Throughout the week, we'll have an update at some point, and we will crown uh, our first weekly matchup game champion. On the other side of the break, it's going to be Greg and I talking through a brand new way for you to make some money, a new prop game. But I want to thank Mark Immelman. You are on the scene. Uh, Enjoy, my friends. You can find Mark at Mark underscore Immelman on both Instagram and Twitter. Kyle Porter at Kyle Porter CBS. Guys, really appreciate it. It's a really fine line creating All right, Greg, this is you and I for the rest of the way. Uh, This is something we teased earlier in the week. CBSSports.com has a brand new golf prop game, and it has an opportunity to win $1,000 every round of the tournament. That sounds pretty good, Greg. Uh,
2: Yeah, I'd say. I want in. How do I get in?
0: What would you buy? If I give you $1,000, what would you spend it on right now? You have to spend it like in the next minute. Oof. and so the you, next, order, you, can the next you can order it offline it. you can order it offline uh
2: you know what i'd do i'd probably i'd probably put it into a uh a fantasy golf account maybe uh one of your leagues maybe wow a, a league on draft. i'd probably get into something like that keep there the game go. going roll it over right that was uh way better answer than no, i thought that, I was gonna... that's probably not i'd probably buy something for my wife I that's I buy her smart sure. there yeah. you go um
0: all right so here's how it works go to cbssports.com/ golf props. that is again cbssports.com/ golf props. That is where you will enter all the information is and by the way Greg, we kind of talked about this I made the props. I'm the guy I came up with all of this. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's any good, but I worked really hard on it, man.
2: I like it. Well, that that makes it all the more better. Uh, I know that this is right up your alley, which is definitely why they chose you for that. I know they made a great decision just looking through some of these here. And they're like, I, I mean, you're scratching your head. You're scratching your head about it. These are really, really good.
0: Yeah, this is uh, really, uh, really well thought out. If I do pat myself on the back, there's some, there's some simple ones. There's some complex ones. There's some ones that are maybe more luck than skill. So a a good range of everything. And remember it is questions every round. So round one, 10 questions, round two, 10, three, and four, the same. So four opportunities to win throughout the week. Now, Greg, it's not going to be easy to go perfect. So you might not even need to be perfect here because you have a 1.8 one in 1.8 million chance to get a perfect uh a perfect round one
2: that is a that's a surprising number so maybe you win with like eight or nine right I don't know something like that yeah I think people I mean I don't know what the numbers are you probably have a better idea than me but to win you probably got to get you probably got to get nine
0: well I will say this if you're ever going to play you want to play right now because in theory if this thing grows and gets as big and popular as i certainly expect it to be you're going to be competing against a lot more people in a couple of weeks you want to be in right now for your best chance we're not we're
2: not on the air yet right oh yeah maybe i shouldn't have said that oh man (laughs) yeah
0: this is this is when you want to play man make make that money
2: i'm in i'm playing i can't wait let's get it started right now
0: All right, so here we go. So these are the actual questions from round one. So I wish we could predict the future, but we're actually going going to go through them here. So the first question, just a, a nice easy handshake into this. What will Webb Simpsons score be in round one and the options Greg are either over 68 and a half or under 68 and a half because Simpson's scoring average on tour this season is the second best on tour 68.6 of course I split the difference
2: yeah uh, being a par 70 here I I see Webb Simpson getting it two or three under for sure I'm going to take the under on this one
0: Okay, I think that's pretty good. I, I like Webb. Uh, I think that short game comes in handy this week. I would also agree I'm going to take the under. I, I'm probably not even eligible to play or win this, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I would take the under. Yeah, I don't, uh, think, okay. uh,
2: I don't think any of us are eligible to win this. Oh, there so, you go. Uh, yeah.
0: Producer Jacob just poured uh, cold water on us.
2: Yeah, Yeah. well, I understand. Well, hey, more for the rest of you. Apologies right. to, to Greg's wife.
0: Yeah, Greg's wife is not getting the 1000 bucks in in round 1. We'll uh, have
2: to get it elsewhere. Let's be honest, she's still going to she's she's still going to get something there.
0: <laughs> All right, here's an interesting one. Um what score will Jordan Spieth make on the par 3 13th? So this is very specific cuz that's an infamous par 3 it goes over the water. 72 bogeys or worse in 2019 at this event. So your options, Greg, birdie or better if you think Jordan sticks one close, par bogey or double bogey or worse
2: i think jordan's going to figure out how to avoid the water there and i think he's going to rely on that short game get up and down for three i got to go with a par here i think that short game is so good uh if he can just say okay just it can't be short and right here it's i got to get it long and left get himself into position create some houdini up and down i'm going to go with par here
0: it's interesting. I, I I think right short and right is almost like a guaranteed double. Um, I I would narrow this down to par or bogey because it's I mean it's hard to make birdies on on par threes in general. I would I might take bogey here. I, I think it's very easy to make a bogey on this hole. I would I, I want to go and see if he starts on ten like he's not into his round yet. I don't know what 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 hole he's starting on, but if this is like the you know third or fourth hole you have to play, it it could be quite the test. So I'll take I'll take yeah. bogey.
2: It's a good, I think you're definitely in the middle too, Uh, but I'm going to trust the short game a little bit, but you're right. It's definitely an easy bogey. All
0: right, let's move on to the world's number one player. It's Rory McIlroy. You have to decide if his score is going to be over 66 and a half or under 66 and a half. So you mentioned it earlier, Greg, it's a par 70. So that is either four, you'd have to get, he'd have to get the four under or deeper in the opening round. Yeah.
2: In the opening, man. I mean, that's such a stretch. How many times are you really shooting four under or better during a tournament? A lot of the winning scores here. I know it's a different time frame, but you don't see a lot of guys getting deeper than 20 under par. You see a lot of 10 under winners. Mark mentioned some wind out there. I'm going to take the over on this one. I just think, I, I think getting to a six shooting 66 is, is not going to be easy. And there's no guarantee that Rory's going to do it, especially in round one. If this was in rounds one, two, three, or four, will he get below 66? I would say it's more likely. For round one, I'm going to take the over on this one.
0: Or if we've seen him play recently, that would kind of be nice, right? It, like, it helps,
2: but even even still, I mean, you shoot under par every day. You're doing pretty well, and yeah. to know to narrow it down to it's going to be round one to me is a challenge.
0: I'm torn on this, which I guess makes it a good question. Um, I will, I'm going to say over as well. I think it is, if anybody's going to do it, you know, he's the, he's got the best odds to be your first round leader. I, I, it's his first time playing here. He would be, I already think he's not human. If he goes out and shoots a 66 or a 65, he's definitely not human. So give me the over on this one. Here's one. And I don't even know, we talk a lot about strokes gained in our world, Greg. Uh, I, I went even even more simple. How many putts will Bubba take in round one? Uh, it is over 28 and a half or under 28 and a half. Now, there is a lot of factors in play when you talk about just these, the raw number of putts. Bubba, not particularly a good putter, 106th on tour in putts per round this season. So this is a pretty decent line. You just have to decide if you think he's going to be able to roll it or not.
2: Well, you know, it has, it does have something to do with how he's going to roll it, but it also has to do with how he's going to hit the ball. See, yes. when you count number of putts, if he hits, you know, 11 greens of regulation, that number's going to be under 28. If he hits 18 greens of regulation, it's going to be over 28. So how many greens is he going to hit? I'm going to say there are a couple near misses. I'm, I'm going to say he's going to get under 28 and a half putts. I, I think 28 is a fair number. Um, and, and if he avoids three putts, I'm going to take the, I'm going to take a chance here and say under.
0: So here's a little, uh, mental science that I'm thinking about on this.
2: So there is a little blurb that is included
0: with each one of these questions and the blurb that I, I read it, it says Watson ranks 106th on tour in putts per round. And I think when people read that they will naturally say the over like it sounds like he's not a good putter which he's not don't get me wrong uh but I think that will lead more people to take the over I will take the under Greg how about that
2: yeah I like it I I really like it I I think he it's hard to hit greens out here right we're not talking about a course like St. Andrews with huge greens Bubba's a great lag putter but I I think greens will be missed uh for him and and I think that's going to lead to fewer putts
0: all right. We know that the wind will be kicking up, but the the course itself is fairly soft, uh, which could lead to scoring conditions. But the next one is about Sergio Garcia, who was, um, well, he was a late add to our DraftKings player pool. I don't even think we talked about him because he was added to the player pool afterwards, Greg. Uh, how many bogeys will he make? I took a guy that generally a lot of people don't like. I assigned him the bogey one. I'm thinking, you know, over two and a half, under two and a half, the public might say, uh, you know, forget you, Sergio. How about over two and a half?
2: Ah, man. I mean, first of all, the average is almost like how how much do you put into the average? It definitely counts for something, right? There's a little bit of the DNA of a player in there, but where's his game? I mean, Sergio is a guy that could go out there and make no bogey. He is a bogey free type player with because of the way that he can hit the ball. Windy conditions. A lot of bunkers out there. I I don't know. I, I I this is probably the hardest one that I've come across so far. I'm going to say over. Maybe some short miss. Uh, some miss short putts. Maybe a little rust coming off. I think Sergio is going to make three bogeys.
0: Okay, so that's what's interesting. I think if if you set this line at two and a half and put almost any player in here, and it's the first round after a pandemic and quarantine, I probably would have taken the over. So I'm just going to continue yeah. to go with that and say, yeah, he hits. He
2: Especially hits, with he, windy conditions.
0: Yeah, he hits two bad chips or whatever and can't get up and down. Like, he, like it's easy to make a couple bogeys out here. I, I think it's the over.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's a better play. All right.
0: Uh, Matt Kuchar, what will his first round score be? And there are three options here. So you can go 68 or better, 69 or 70. That's one option. So you get two, two scores there, or 71 or worse. Now, I will tell you, historically, Matt Kuchar is one of the better round one players uh, on tour, which I don't know if you buy anything into that, Greg. Is it is it lack of pressure? Is it some guys are just... Uh, quick starters. Is it not, is it a coincidence? What is it?
2: I think some of it depends on the way the golf course sets up for you during a certain day. So as that, like you get insight on that based on how many rounds you've played, how many tournaments, if you've played a lot of tournaments and over a long period of time, your round one scoring is really good. Well, it's a sign that you're a fast starter. If it's in four tournaments, well, maybe you just got, you're a fader and you got a lot of right hole locations during first rounds you, you don't necessarily know exactly what that means so that's a I, I don't look too much into that I think a lot will have to do with conditions I hear you know the one thing I'm th- as I'm thinking about this Mark's talking about wind if the wind is really high I don't like Matt Kuchar yeah. uh, I, I don't like his game he can shoot high numbers when wind picks up if the wind is calmer then Kuchar I think could do really really well so 69 or 70 is the safe area here I'm unfortunately going to say 71 or worse, because I, I have just a funny feeling that the wind's going to pick up.
0: Uh, it's not a bad thought, Greg. I, I, I don't know. Kucher to me, is kind of like this uh, you know, semi-villain role, and I think the most villainous thing for him to do would, would go out and shoot a 68 or better, which is what I'm going to take. You know, he's played here a couple times. He's got decent results. Uh, I think experience goes a long way in the first round back. Uh, especially under these conditions. So I'll take 68 or better. Let's see if Kucher can can make me a winner. I took another uh, f- guy who plays well in the first round. So here, here's the next one. Who will score lower in round number one? It's Keegan Bradley, Jason Day, or the option for a tie. Ooh, that, <laughs> makes, that makes things a little crazy here. Um, Keegan Bradley, here's, here's the stat on Keeks and why he made it into this prop. There are five guys since the start of 2019 who have led a tournament after the first round, three separate occasions. It is Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, Justin Thomas, big names. Actually, it's not It's not John Rahm. It's Dustin Johnson. Uh, Keegan Bradley and Joel Damon. Those are the five guys that have led a tournament after the first round on three separate occasions. Whatever it is, Keegan gets out in a hurry. I'll take him again.
2: He's a fast starter. I I just I have a feeling about Jason Day this week. I think he's going to ha- be healthy for for the week, and if he is, I think the golf course suits him well. I'm going to take Jason Day.
0: Okay, uh, I am. Jason Day is a subplot of 2020 that I am so interested in. Like you have the main plots of like yeah. Jordan Spieth and all that. Like Jason Day to me is just as interesting as the rest of them. We just we just don't talk about them all that
2: much. Yeah, it, right. And it's because it's injury. Injury is a hard thing to talk about. Um, so you just don't know what you're going to get because you don't, I mean, especially with his injury, is he going to bend over the wrong way, pick up a tee the wrong way and be done for two weeks. And he's voiced those frustrations. So, uh, but I'm going to go out on a limb and predict the, the health.
1: All right.
0: Uh, here's one. We talked about Xander just a little bit earlier in the show. You said he does everything well. How many greens in regulation will Xander hit? And you have four separate options. You have nine or fewer, so you think he's going to have a pretty poor day, 10 to 12, 12 to 14, or 15 or more greens in regulation. Shoffley is a very good approach player. He's 14th on tour in that strokes gains category, but you've got to decide how many greens this man will hit.
2: I'm going to say twelve to fourteen. Uh, that's I, pr- that's I think a pretty good
0: day. That's a good day. Yeah,
2: it, it is a good day. Um, I think he's. I th- I think he's going to come back ready to go. Again, you don't know where his game is going to be. You don't know where, uh, but I, I think I see that that twelve number, and I think it's just low enough to where. Yeah, I'm I'm going to say a good day more so than a, a bad day.
0: I think I like that. I think I like that. Asking them to hit the green is not asking them to hit it to ten feet. Right, if there's, right, know, but
2: he's yeah. also not playing this contest, which is the part of the challenge. <laughs>
0: right, of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. All right, I'll go with you there. You said, uh, what did you say, 12 to 14?
2: Yeah, 12 to 14. Okay,
0: I'll, I'll go with you there as well. Um, which golfer, so, man, this is good. Which golfer will make the most birdies in round number one? And so here's what I wanted to do with these. I I, I, I did not want to create these props, and I will not create these props Um, very far in advance, Greg, because I think I owe it to you guys and those that are playing to give you the best possible questions and to do things like when I'm, when I'm pitting guys against one another, I want them to be in the same group. I want them to see the the course at the same time in the same conditions. I don't want an unfair advantage for someone who goes off maybe early in the morning before the wind kicks up. So I've, I've thought about that. So for this one, which golfer will make the most birdies in round one? It's the, it's the group, the featured group, Rory McIlroy, Brooks Kepka, John Rahm, or the tie. So again, the tie is kind of the wild card here. If you get two guys that make five or six birdies together, the tie would have been the pick, but you know, who's going to make the most birdies out of this group,
2: man, I'm going to, you know, I, I'm high on John Rahm. I think yeah. John Rahm's going to be uh the player of the group i think brooks kepka is going to have a great performance as well i think all three of these guys are going to play really well but i could just see john rom going out there and making the most birdies right this isn't necessarily the lowest score this isn't necessarily the guy that's going to win the tournament this is birdies in round one i'll take john rom
0: i'm with you i think in this scenario you want um the more volatile guy. So if Rom makes like seven birdies and four bogeys, like you don't really care for this prop, you know, he's, he's three under, but he made seven birdies. Uh, Brooks is, is probably the most volatile, but he hasn't been like good volatile. He's been like bad volatile. So uh, I'll go with Rom here as well. And then our last one, uh, also playing together who will shoot a lower score in round number one, it's Ricky Fowler or Jordan Spieth, and the tie you get. uh So obviously this is what I'm doing is I'm setting Ricky Fowler as the favorite and I'm giving you either Ricky Fowler outright or Jordan Spieth or a tie.
2: Yeah. I, I like the way you set that up. I think Ricky's going to play really well. I'm a little concerned after hearing from Mark and yeah. I, I, I'm interested <laughs> to know if you had heard that report, if this question would be different, but there is a lot of unknown about both these players. I think we did get a taste of Ricky Fowler and we see that his game's in good shape ricky traditionally is a good starter in tournaments and um so since this is just about round one i'm gonna take ricky i think ricky's gonna shoot somewhere around 66 or 67 and i think jordan's gonna have to work pretty hard to be under par
0: i unfortunately heard mark's take of jordan spieth today and i agree it's only tuesday he's you know i i don't know is it only tuesday he's had three months to figure this out so is he gonna figure something out in the next two days
2: I don't well you know think, he know. can get it he can get it around that's all i'll say he doesn't necessarily have to be clicking on all cylinders to play well um but i'm gonna go ricky
0: what what mark described is exactly what we saw from speed i know which is not just all over the place and and having eight and nine footers for par on every hole eight and nine footers for par on every hole d- wins you nothing on tour you are cooked so ah man as much as i really would love to see jordan spieth do well this week i'll take fowler here i think it's i think it's
2: the play hey nice job with these these are these are well thought out
0: thanks man so uh perfection if you go perfect here uh if i've done my job correctly you have a one in 1.8 million chance uh it would be nice if that many people are playing on thursday but i I don't know. Actually, I have no idea how many people are gonna play this, but uh if you ever wanted to make a thousand bucks, Greg, or I guess really the listeners, this week and moving forward is how you do it.
2: Get in, get involved. I mean, it's so much fun and there's no risk. Uh yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think we mentioned that. Free
0: to play, like go go get your picks in. Um, it is again, let me pull the link here cbssports.com slash golf props is where all the action is at uh so yeah i'm looking forward to being just a small part of this greg any parting words this is our final preview before charles schwab challenge what do you what do you think man
2: i can't believe it's here it felt so far away for so long so uh i'm i'm extremely excited I, I can't wait to, you know, get together on, on Friday night and discuss it more. I know some some uh I'm just I'm looking forward to it. I, I can't believe that it's here. I I'm, I couldn't be more excited.
0: Yeah. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I was um like I'm I'm excited for I mean, each day, but like on Sunday, when we're talking about who the new champion on tour is, right? And like, oh, you know, he did this coming down 17, or can you believe he got up? Like, we're going to have all those conversations about somebody. I don't know who it is, but somebody we're going to have those
2: conversations about. It's the, it's the best. This is what we uh, live for, right? I mean, who let, who, oh, he led in stroke skate approach it. Hey, yep. We're going to get into all, we're going to have real stats to get into that mean something for the week. I can't wait.
0: Uh, the fact that the stats haven't changed in 12 weeks is killing me, but we will get it uh, this week. So that's That'll do it. Uh, Greg Ducharme, you can find him on Twitter at the real GFD. I'm Rick Gaiman. and you can find me on Twitter at Rick Run. Good. If you like what you hear, which if you're listening at this point, I guess you probably do. Uh, tell somebody about the show. Go and leave us a review on iTunes. It goes a long way. This is The First Cut Pop. We'll catch you next time.